0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the PropSwap podcast. We are your hosts, Ian Epstein. And Luke Pergandy. And we are also the founders of PropSwap, the first marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We've got another great episode for you. Uh, We will do a little week six NFL recap. Uh, We will, of course, talk about the uh, MLB playoffs going on right now. Uh, but first, uh, I thought we would touch on the global gaming expo that was in Las Vegas last week, and uh the reason why we were not on this podcast it's uh it's the biggest gaming conference of the year uh it takes place every uh every year in October in las Vegas. uh we've been going for uh quite some time um and so uh just quickly, Luke, uh what were your thoughts um any reactions to uh to this year's conference
1: yeah, I biggest I've ever seen it. In the eight years we've been going, of course, we both used to live in Las Vegas, so, you know, the commute was much easier now we both both fly in uh, it takes place at the Sands Expo now called the Venetian Expo. Um, yeah, I mean every every year it gets bigger, I would say every year the ratio of sports betting participants to other table game participants get stronger to the sports betting side. And that continued to be, you know, obviously it's the people that were, it's the parties that we're going to. And the people that we're connecting with, but like that seems to grow quicker than the slots and blackjack, you know, participants do. So that was cool to see, great to see a ton of people that you've only done zooms with lawyers, affiliates, payment guys and girls, regulators. You know you name it all the people that we really just see over email it's cool to see and shake their hand and have a drink with them in over three days yeah um so
0: you know there, there's a giant expo hall that has you know with a bunch of booths uh and then there's just a ton of networking that goes on outside of that of that expo hall um but you know i i think back to so before uh we started prop swap. I worked for a sports book called Cantor gaming, um, in Las Vegas. And this was, um, between 2012 to 2015. Uh, and this conference was still going on in those, in those days. Right. And it was, and it was, you know, as big as it is currently is, I mean, you know, taking up all that square footage of the, of the expo hall. But I think back and I don't think our company Cantor gaming sent anyone to that conference, right. Cause it was, we were sports betting only and, and you know, I think I may have tried to, you know, you know, convince someone to let me go for a day, but like, that was just my way of getting out of the office uh, and there was actually really no business actually happening. And so, um, you know, obviously that's, that's related to the fact that sports betting wasn't legalized nationwide at that time. But um, every year I would say, yeah, the sports betting presence grows um, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, payment providers, odds providers, kiosk providers i mean the list just goes kind of on and on um and you know of course that's in addition to your slot manufacturers and and the people who sell the chairs and you know the people who sell the uh the gifts you get for the players club i mean it's just everything you can imagine but um yeah it is it is cool to see that you know sports betting um you know has a bigger and bigger presence of this gaming show that like i said at one point in time it was just everything non-sports betting related that has to do with uh with the casino so um definitely if you're in the industry or even or thinking about getting into the industry i you know i, I cannot recommend uh that that conference enough um it's definitely a grind um you know first for certain people i mean you're you're walking around having meetings from nine to five. And then there's happy hours and and dinners and then and then there's a party after I know this is like first world problems, but it's those are uh, three full days. um, You know, and then and then of course, you know, you got your people who are it's their maybe one and only chance to go to Vegas that year. So you know, they're trying to uh, kind of burn the candle on on both ends. So it's a it's definitely a fun um, jam packed week. Um, So but while we were gone over the last uh, couple of weeks, uh, a lot has happened uh, in the MLB playoffs. Um, the Dodgers and the Orioles were swept. Um, the Dodgers, uh, their starters threw a combined four and two thirds innings in uh, in three games, uh, and of course that was probably highlighted by Clayton Kershaw's just. Absolutely. I mean, it was just, it was kind of hard to watch um, him get rocked in in game one. Didn't even make it, I think he made it one out total. I think he made it uh, one, one total out and gave up like six earned runs. Um, But it's the first time ever multiple 100 win teams were swept in a single postseason. So, um, you know, kind of the Dodgers and Orioles are kind of uh, opposite stories in that regard, right? Dodgers, uh, one of the top favorites all season long. Never were probably worse than second or third in the on the odds board all season long, and then you've got the Orioles who, as we've talked about in this podcast, were huge long shots uh you know terrific turnaround story and then just kind of sad to see them um not win a single game uh in that series so um but again, you know if you had any orioles long shot tickets uh you know definitely would have been a good time to uh to sell um you know and we'll see you know i don't know i mean do you think there's any before i could keep going on do you think there's anything to be said about the teams that played in that wild card round right so the diamondbacks the um the rangers and the phillies all played in that wild card round and advanced obviously and then the astros would be the outlier where they were the team that, that had a first round bye in advance do you think there's anything to be said about um those teams having an upper hand um you know, even though they're, go- they're playing on the road to, to start out?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think about this a lot in post-seasons for baseball, football, basketball. Like Getting hot is a real thing, and I still haven't figured out a good way to describe why that happens, but you just hit the ball better, pitch better, run the bases better at the end of the season, and then that little two-week stretch at the playoffs – takes you know upwards of four weeks if you keep advancing and and that's what the d-backs are doing and and the phillies are too so um there's definitely something to be said about just getting hot at the right time and if you play in that um that extra series you can have some time to ramp up
0: yeah i mean but the other thing too was that the rangers uh had a terrible last week of the season and lost the division lead and so you know my thinking was like all right they are not hot at the right time they're cold right now and then flip of a switch now they've won six games in a row and 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 we'll get to uh we'll get to the alcs in a second but um just before we move on from the nl side the we had a customer who placed a thirty two hundred dollar bet on the dodgers to win the series against the diamondbacks thirty two hundred dollars i believe it was at like minus 205 odds something around there um, after their game one loss, which again was like a, I think it was eleven to two, it was a it was a shellacking by the d Dbacks. Um, this customer got nervous and sold it for twenty one hundred dollars uh, before game two. So he took an eleven hundred dollar loss uh, on that on that transaction. But you know, people always people always think of PropSwap as oh, that's the place you go where you you know you bet a little and then you want to cash out for a profit. But, you know, I, I always tell people, look, it, it works both ways too, right? Like if you want to get out of a bad investment, um, this is a this is a great way to do it. Uh, and more times than not, you can make more money by selling, um, you know, at what the Dodgers odds are than making a hedge bet on the on the diamondbacks, right? So for example, I believe um, after game one, like the, the D-backs were minus 150, and the the Dodgers were plus one hundred and thirty, and so he sold the ticket at plus one hundred and thirty, which is more money. Uh, which which turned out to be a, a bigger profit than making a hedge bet on the Diamondbacks at minus one hundred and fifty. Um, obviously, of course, uh, you always have to add the caveat that you have to have that much money if you you know mm-hmm. in the first mm-hmm. place to bet on the Dbacks. Clearly, someone who placed a. 30, dollars bet, I would say, um, probably has that capital, but, uh, more times than not, you can make more money by, by selling than, than making the hedge bet, uh, in that, in that case. But, um, but yeah, um, it works, it works
1: both ways, right? It's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> selling it for 2,100 bucks is no chump change. That's a trip to, you know, Miami. I think this customer is in California. So, um, You know, it, it works both ways. So, um, you know, it's no, no one to fold them as they say in poker and, and he knew when to,
0: yeah. And that, you know what, and that's not an easy thing to do. Right. And cuz we see this a lot where, um, in a, in a hockey series or basketball series or baseball series where, you know, team, uh, team, your, you know, your team loses game one. And, you know, you kind of think, oh, well, they're gonna come back and win game two. You know, like, just, just not a good read, not a good thing to sell, you know, Uh, you know, sell low basically. Right. But Mm. guess what, you know, sweeps happen, upsets happen. And so uh, I I do commend this customer for, you know, kind of, you know, realize, you know, like you said, no one to hold them, no one to fold them. Right. Realizing, you know what, maybe I don't want to go chasing after this flush draw or whatever. Let me just, you know, um, you know, People get caught up in the whole sunk cost thing and whatever. Just listen, losing losing 1,100 is way better than losing 3,200. So uh, I do I do applaud that that customer um, for uh, for taking his lumps and, and and moving on to the to the next one. Um, but the winner of that series, of course, is the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, I think that's our new Cinderella team, uh, for, for this postseason. Um, you know, not, I, I don't think it's a team that anyone expected, uh, to be having this type of, of, of postseason. Um, we have a bunch of long shot D backs, uh, that are in our system that are currently up for sale or, or maybe, um, sitting on the sidelines at the moment. Um, I'm, I'll just rattle through a couple of these because, um. Uh, Hopefully by next week, uh, some of these things will have, uh, will have transacted. We've got a customer, he bet th- $350 at 80 to 1 odds. That has a market value of a little over 5000 right now. We have a customer who bet $100 at 100 to 1 odds. That has a market value of $1,850. Uh, and then probably the most interesting one is we have a customer, he made a $50 parlay. Uh, I won't get into all the legs, but $50 parlay, uh where D-backs to win the World Series is the only remaining one uh and it had a uh bet uh odds of 236 to 1 when he made it um he sold it for 175 in June and then the buyer who paid 175 resold it for 100 in August and now that customer um who bought it for 100 has it up for sale for $3000 Um, And it has a collect amount of $12,000. And so 3000 is a little too expensive, probably for it to sell right now. But um, I'm going to be super curious to, uh, to see how this how this uh, ticket transacts because again, um, the guy who owns it is only in for 100 bucks. So um, and uh, he's definitely a a frequent customer. And um, I think he's you know, we'll we'll see if it, we'll see what happens against the Phillies, who are also red hot. But um I'm super interested in in, in this ticket. So, um, any any thoughts on the on the D back? I mean, I don't even want to say like, oh, what would you do because we've we've gone over this so many times. So, uh just any any thoughts on on the Dimebacks?
1: Yeah, I mean, the 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 last one, the person who paid a hundred and can sell it for three thousand right now, like a thirty to one winner. That's that's beautiful, and you know, he's not even the original. Uh, better of course like he's he bought it on prop swap so yeah that's that could be uh some some a diamond in the rough there they make 30x on your on your sports bet and not even them have to advance to the world series
0: yeah i think the three thousand is is a, is a bit overpriced because that's odds of basically three to one for the buyer um and, yeah no, and, they'll need to win a game for sure yeah they'll need to win a game or he'll need to drop the price before before game one, uh, we we are recording this um, um, prior to game one of the NLCS. But uh, but yeah, I, I if I had to wager, I would say that that ticket does get sold before the end of the week. Um, from the guy who bought it for hundred. Um, and then moving on to the ALCS, um, Rangers currently up one zero as we record this. Um, and probably the biggest Rangers story that I'm that I'm following is a customer um he made this uh bet at uh at the Wynn casino in, in Massachusetts uh so uh shout out to uh to the Wynn there in 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 Boston he bet $400 at 50 to 1 odds um and i've been tracking this for quite some time now because again like we just talked about like Rangers super cold um to end the season the upset the Rays Um, and then the, the sweep, the Orioles, and I keep thinking like, okay, like is, is, are they going to cool down? And then they go into the defending champs house, win game one, prior to game one, this $400 bet was worth 5,100. Uh, and now as we sit here, um, with Rangers up one zero, the ticket is now worth $7,000. Uh, and so, um, again, we'll I can see how this customer who's who's holding this 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 paper ticket in in massachusetts um and the rangers have won six games in a row i could see how um it might be a little difficult for him to part with it um but um any any thoughts on on this alcs do you think the the astros can you know will
1: will uh make a series of it Uh, i do uh i ultimately think the astros do win this series it's obviously a seven game so we got plenty of time till that if you know if that were to happen um the this team what is it their seventh alcs in a row i mean this team is just a wagon and like their bats just seem to always come alive in the postseason so i realized that they didn't come alive on monday night but i think that's an outlier i do think the astros bounce back and eventually win you know four out of the next six yeah
0: on uh, on on sunday night you mean um yeah yeah um yeah super weird not not your typical game that the Astros are going to lose where these where they get shut out um and you know came blame Verlander he pitched a, he pitched a good game um but yeah you got to imagine that at some point the Astros bats will come alive but um props to the to the Rangers bullpen i mean Aroldis Chapman al- almost uh, almost uh, gave up the two run shot but uh, but yeah. great defense and and in uh, great bullpen other than that yeah um so um exciting time of year um if we get a Diamondbacks rangers world series i'll be i'll be very uh i'll be very happy but yeah but also phillies too um a ton of phillies tickets have been bought and sold over the last week uh so if you if you're also if you're out there with a phillies ticket and thinking about selling there are a ton of buyers out there um on prop swap looking for phillies tickets i can i can assure you of that Um, bryce harper looks
1: laser focused right now
0: yeah harper castellanos i mean um it's almost like they're they've got revenge on their mind uh, and they've got unfinished businesses is, is what the uh, the vibes out of Philly are, are like right now. Um, but speaking of Philly, different sport um, moving on to the NFL, we have no more undefeated teams uh, in the NFL 49ers uh, go down uh, as a nine and a half point favorite. I believe the Browns were plus 440 on the money line. Um, that was after you know Watson got ruled out and, and they were starting PJ Walker. Uh, the Eagles, I don't know how they lost that game to the Jets, but they did. Uh, Eagles go down, the Bills uh, narrowly escaped um, uh, the jaws of uh, defeat uh, against the, uh, the Giants who were starting their backup quarterback. So uh, once again, just another week of the NFL where no one knows
1: anything, yeah? Yeah. Uh I mean I've one uh, reason why the Eagles may have lost the game. Lane Johnson went out in like the first quarter and his backup, uh, I believe it was Jack Driscoll, who usually plays interior line um for the Eagles, they put him at a right tackle and that was that is not his position. So um I did get word that Lane is okay. They think uh MRI is always, you know, day after the game on Monday, so we'll wait and see what that prognosis is but um it is positive so far that um you know sorry the x-rays were negative the news is positive that um they'd seem to be he's okay so they should be all right but yeah uh with driscoll playing right tackle for the eagles that's not a sustainable solution
0: yeah um jalen threw a pick there at the end um it he didn't have that much pressure on him but but you could tell that um he was he was nervous in the pocket One. because because he uh because uh he just knew that you know pressure was coming probably all day since <laughs> since Lane went out and um yeah that pick was very unlike Jalen and and it looked on his back foot looked hurried um and so you know do we feel any different about the NFC right I mean you know everyone's down the Cowboys now um we don't know we don't know the result of the Monday night football game as of yet but everyone is off the Cowboys now it seems like after getting um you know getting trashed in san francisco but now the 49ers lose to the to, you know and the and the eagles lose do we feel any different about um about the nfc and then you know because uh, we, when we talked to brock a couple weeks ago um you know it was like one of those three teams is, is winning the nfc and and now maybe could be could be the lions i mean the lions only you know they're they're five and one so um any any thoughts on the
1: nfc I'm not ready to overreact. I haven't been high on the Cowboys ever. Um, I still believe it will be one of those other three teams, San Francisco, Philly, or Detroit. I think all of those three, three teams are still legit, and I think this is just one of those weeks where it's just a blip. You know, I think about the the Chiefs losing to the Colts last year. Like, it's just one of those weeks where you look past it and just it, you know, we added a game, of course. So there's 17 games now, and it's just one of those 17 games where their teams are just off, and you know, you lose your your probably Hall of Fame right tackle. It's going to hurt you.
0: Yeah, um, I would I would agree with that. Um, it's but you know, unfortunately, you can't. I'm not so sure that there's going to be any different value on the NFC because. Um, both teams lost again. I, I still love the 49ers. Um I think I feel better about I like Purdy um maybe more than you do. Although although the the got no, no, banged I, up as well. No I like uh, I like Purdy so a lot. It'll, it'll it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see you know if there's any significant injuries. But uh, I'm actually looking at the the best record odds and the the 49ers were the favorite at like two to one and now they've dropped to plus two sixty um, and so maybe there's still that, va- you know, if you like them to have the best record, there's still value there. Chiefs plus 310, um, Eagles plus 600, Dolphins plus 650, and then the Lions plus 750 to have the best regular season record. Um, I I, so I think you could maybe still find some value now, you know, like find some value on the 49ers after losing that game. And if you do think it's a blip. Um, so, yeah, um, once again, great. Great NFL week, um, a ton of also exciting stuff in college football that we'll get to coming up in stake or swap. Um, any other closing thoughts uh, on the NFL?
1: Um, yeah, I will I have a couple more thoughts, but I'll save that for my NFL team in stake or swap. Okay, uh,
0: and then also just touch on worst record because the Bears um, <laughs> once again looked uh We couldn't go fantastic. one week without talking
1: about the Bears. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah no i i just it's it's the team you love to uh hate watch also also so here the, the here are the odds for worst record and actually i i have a this is not my stake or swap pick but odds for worst record the panthers plus 230 the cardinals plus 380 the bears plus 500 the giants plus 700 but the patriots plus 750 like the everyone's telling them just to like trade trade everyone shut it down tank um and so the patriots to have the worst regular season record plus 750 now i don't know if bill belichick would let that happen but um you know the panthers don't have their first round pick um you know the cardinals have a first year coach who you know he's doesn't want to you know that that team has fired has fired uh um coaches after one year before um and you know the giants i mean i think the giants are better than the record so i don't know the patriots plus 750 uh could be an interesting bet for uh,
1: for worst uh for worst regular season record yeah i like it for value but i do think the panthers are the worst team they're they're really bad yeah just the, the
0: only thing you have to you have to consider is will there be and and i get how it's different in nfl than it is in nba where teams at the trade deadline can trade away some of their good players and play bench players and it's different in the NFL. Um, but the Panthers don't have the first round pick. So they have absolutely no incentive to trade players or or right sit players who are, you know, who are borderline injured. Um I, I agree. They probably have the most the highest probability of, of the worst record, but um yeah I agree. Or or Broncos plus seven fifty for value uh, as well. Um
1: it's so bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I will be uh, attending the the Broncos Packers game uh, next Sunday, so uh, I will next week on the podcast I'll come back with uh, with my thoughts on uh, on uh, on just the uh, the vibe of, of Sean Payton and uh, Russell Wilson. So, um, without further ado, uh, it's that time of the episode for steak or swap. <laughs> First up, uh, we're going to talk a little college football. Uh, it was an exciting week on on Saturday. Uh, the game of the day was definitely Oregon at Washington, and it lived up to to the billing. Uh, and so we will be talking about the that winning team, Washington, to win the college football championship. Currently, eight to one uh, at DraftKings. Uh, I will go first. I am swapping the Huskies to win the championship. Uh, they were 100 to one uh, before the season at some sports books. Uh, in fact, we have a customer with with one of those tickets. Um, and so there are huge tickets out there in Washington uh, and currently one of the top favorites, and deservedly so. But um, I'm swapping them because while they have a couple easy games coming up uh, against Arizona State and Stanford, which they are supposed to win, and I guess I'm just gonna stop right there, People look at their schedule and say, "Oh, they've got two easy wins coming up, right?" But guess what? They're supposed to win those games, and so uh, if they do win those games, their odds are not going to jump from eight to one to four to one. They're probably going to stay around the same, or they could lose. Right? We saw Colorado blow a twenty-nine point halftime lead uh, to Very Stanford, deep. so anything can happen. But they have two easy games coming up, but then they go to they play at USC, home versus Utah, and at Oregon State. Um, Utah is fifth in the country in points allowed, um, and so if there's a team that can um, contain Michael Penix, I think Utah is definitely one of those teams. Uh, yes, USC did lose to Notre Dame, uh, but that was a non-conference game, and so USC is still four zero in the Pac-12. Uh, and so, you know, if the, the Pac-12 is no no longer has divisions, um, it's just the top two teams, and so there is a there is a chance there where if Washington loses a Pac-12 game um, and has one Pac-12 loss, they could be on the outside looking in of that Pac-12 championship game. Um, but then even if they do make it, they would have to win that game. This this conference is loaded. Um, I do think a one-loss Pac-12 champion can make the Final Four, but it is going to be a gauntlet uh, to get there. This team, this conference is so loaded that I just don't think. I just think that this conference is going to beat up on each other i really do um and it's like home field advantage is is always seems to be huge uh for these games and so um
1: for those reasons i am swapping washington right now at eight to one i agree um i'll swap washington as well at eight to one way too many more intriguing options with the national championship like i've talked about ohio state in this podcast they're nine to one florida state is super interesting plus 850 I don't trust Penn State. I think they lose this weekend to, to Ohio State. Uh, Oklahoma fifteen to one, Bama seventeen to one. Those are all way more interesting to me than Washington. So I would also swap U dub at uh at eight to one.
0: Yeah. And I didn't write it on there, but I would also probably be thinking of swapping if you had a, a Michael Penix Heisman ticket as well. He's currently like minus minus, minus the, money right now, like minus yeah. one forty. Um so I would be looking to, to uh to swap that as well or like even money something like that but uh yeah, caleb williams no. took a huge took a huge hit in, in the heisman ranking so um and then moving on uh we'll talk about uh another heisman winner um leading the cincinnati Bengals uh right now currently 30 to 1 at fanduel to win the super bowl uh luke we'll start with you first
1: are you staking or swapping uh the Bengals? yeah um, I'm going to stake Cincinnati at 30 to 1 at FanDuel to win the Super Bowl. Um, they are currently one game back of the Ravens in the division. Um, I, I can't trust the Steelers as far as you can throw them. I think they are horrendous. Um, there are rumors coming out of Cleveland that Deshaun Watson may need surgery. So if that happens, their team will not be making the playoffs, in my opinion. So it really comes down to a two pony race, and I don't trust the Ravens as much as the odds board says. I might be missing something. They are the Ravens are plus one fifteen to win that division, and the Bengals are plus four ninety. So I, I don't see that. I I think the Bengals are legit. That was my Super Bowl pick. I thought it'd be Bengals and Eagles this year. <laughs> So I, at thirty to one, I think there's value there, and I just don't trust any of those other three teams in the division. Certainly, I don't trust the Steelers and the Browns. The Bengals are legit enough. I'm excuse me. The Ravens are legit enough, but I think the Bengals are just a tick better.
0: Yeah, um, I am. I'll I I'll, 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 I'll stake the Bengals. I mean, I, I talked about this like after like week two, um, basically Burrow being hurt. Um, and I think he really kind of needs to heal from this injury. Um, and yeah, on I, bye think, now. um, are the, are they on the, are they, yeah, 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 they are. Yeah, they are on a buy right now. All right. So I think this is a great time actually to, to stake the, the Bengals. Um, they do have a couple of tough games coming up after the buy. Um, but this is a team that needed, that needs to get healthy. And I think their issues that they had earlier in the season were just purely based on Joe Burrow's health. And I think he can, um, I don't, I don't think there's anything structurally wrong with this team. I just think he needs to get healthy and, um, the, they did what they had to do against the Cardinals. They did what they had to do against the Seahawks. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I, if, if Deshaun Watson is out, uh, for an extended period of time, um, and the Steelers look pretty bad, I think this team has the the right pedigree to, to go and, w- and win the division. So I agree. I mean, 30 to one, the Super Bowl, uh, would you say their odds were for the for the division
1: plus 490
0: plus 4 i love love that a plus 490 for the division i think that's a that's a great bet um to get almost five to one right now on on the Bengals to win the division so uh i will i will stake the Bengals um as well so um that will do it uh for this week's episode uh thank you so much for tuning in please make sure to subscribe leave a rating and we will talk to you next week